Hello, everybody. It's MJ with What's Your Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm back again with Stephen and Scott. We're going to go ahead and get this started because we got our draft recap from our home league we had last night. So our icebreaker for today is what our current favorite TV show is. So um, mine is What We Do in the Shadows, which has been absolutely hilarious love it and we're up in the fourth season completely caught up how about you steven well first i gotta know uh what platform can we watch oh excuse me uh hulu hulu you can hulu. watch what we do in the shadows um super i mean i'll give you the a little background i mean it's about a bunch of yeah, vampires it's a vamp it's about a couple vampires it's a comedy it's just some slapstick good dry humor so i love it all right i'll have to add that to the list you but, need to push uh, past the first season <laughs> That right. happens with a lot of TV shows that end up well, so I get it. Yeah. Okay, Steven, you? Yeah, so for me, started watching a show called Welcome to Wrexham last week, also only on Hulu. So big big Hulu shout out for the show. So this is a show starring Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Um, oh. Rob McElhenney, big star from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, for those who don't know, huge comedy series, 2000s, 2010s. Ryan Reynolds, most know him as the husband of Blake Lively, among other things. But, uh, you know, these two guys, it's actually a docuseries. They purchase a small football club, soccer club over in Europe in, in Wales. So the small town in Wales called Wrexham, they have this kind of historical soccer team and they've been bad for i forget how long 20 30 40 years at this point and ryan and rob are basically just taking a shot on this team and trying to get them promoted to the larger more reputable league in england if you will so uh it's kind of just following them throughout their journey and it's super interesting if I think if you're into Ted Lasso, which is obviously yeah, that's a exactly comedy, nice. not a docuseries, but an amazing show. I think uh, I think you would like this. This, uh, like I said, real life, almost just kind of look at non-Europeans coming in to play a role in a, in a football team going up the ranks. So uh, I'm excited to, to watch more. Scott, what you got? Yeah, so my favorite TV show right now uh, just came out a couple weeks ago. It's House of the Dragon, which you can view on HBO Max. It is the prequel to the hit show Game of Thrones, uh, and it takes place 200 years before the events of the show. Um, also from a book written by uh, George R. R. Martin, um, it focuses on House Targaryen, which is the House of the Dragon. That's where they get the name from. Uh, if you are a fan of Game of Thrones, you're going to be a huge fan of this show, too. Uh, it it starts off and just cr crushes it. Like, first episode is amazing. So second episode is even better. Uh, and they bring back the theme song from Game of Thrones, too, uh, which is awesome. So highly recommend House of the Dragon. All right, great. Well, we're actually skipping through the news today, going straight to our draft recap. All right, so this is our 10-man half PPR league. Uh, that Steven's been the head of for what? How many years now, Steven? I think this is our 11th year. 12th year. 
It's, yeah. it's the 12th year of the league. Uh, I think it's the 10th year that it's been a 10-team league. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're, we're right over the decade mark. But, uh, yeah, it's been running strong for a while now. All right, great. Well, we're going to go ahead and start recapping uh, some of our teams. Um, I think, Stephen, you're going to start off your first right? Yeah, so I had the 10th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I This is typically a pick that I, that I target. I, I, I'm a big fan of the turn. Historically, if I have the 6th or 7th, 8th selection with the draft order, I will uh, go ahead and choose that 10th spot just because, like I said, I do do like the turn, like having back-to-back strong picks. So, uh, so yeah, I my team, just to, to read out the starting lineup real quick, got Kyler Murray, quarterback, wide receivers, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, running backs, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, tight end Darren Waller, and in my flex, a uh, few options with David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Penny. So I think for a report card grade, I would give my team a B plus. I think starting lineup, I match up eye for eye with just about every team in the league. I think my biggest weakness is the depth on my bench. Uh, again, I do have, like I said, right now, how, how it looks is Darnell Mooney, Rashad Penny, uh, followed by, I got Dak Prescott in a backup role, Daryl Henderson, Traylon Burks, and Hunter Henry. So not much to fill in if one of my players gets injured. Um, but again, I think just looking at the starting lineup, I think the way I would describe my team is very high floor, and I wouldn't say low ceiling, but it's. Uh, I, I think I just have a very stable team. Um, again, with any team, you can have injuries that plague you, but I'm I'm very very happy leaving the draft last night. Very confident, huh? I would say so. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Scott, what? How would you grade your team? Yeah. Uh, before I get to that, I just want to hit on what Stephen mentioned. How mm-hmm. he uh, picked the turn. So every year we use a sporting event, another sporting event, to kind of determine our draft order, how we're going to pick our draft order. This year we used Formula One. We uh, picked two races in July. Uh, we all got assigned a driver, uh, one to ten of the top ten randomly, and we took the average of their places in those races. Uh, and so Steven's guy finished what sixth or seventh, and so when it came time to pick order, he was he got to choose his draft order sixth overall, and so he chose to take the tenth spot to be on the turn. Uh, my guy finished fourth, and so I chose the fourth spot. So the three guys in front of me took one, two, and three. Uh, and with the fourth uh, pick overall, I was the first person to take a wide receiver off the board. Uh, I took Justin Jefferson. I know we hit on this in earlier episodes uh but i went with justin jefferson over cooper cup i think he has the highest ceiling of anybody um and uh i'm I'm super high on him this year and i'm glad i got him so following that i took leonard fournette and javante williams in the second and third uh to get me my two starting running backs then i took mclaurin in the fourth to give me a second wide receiver waddle in the fifth as my first flex and then i took gabe davis in the sixth uh, as my first bench player uh, I went and got my quarterback in round seven, got Jalen Hurts, uh, and then I got uh, Devin Singletary, Chris Godwin for more uh, bench uh, depth in the eighth and ninth, and then I got my tight end in the tenth with Zach Ertz. Uh, in the eleventh, Naheem Hines. In the twelfth, I went with my backup quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then in the thirteenth, 
uh, got a little more depth with Alexander Madison uh, as a running back there, and then uh, kicker defense to end my draft. I got McManus and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, for my personal grade, I think I would give myself a B. Uh, I think my weakest area is probably tight end just because I waited so long. But I think Zach Ertz, now that he's had a full year in the Arizona system, with it being a high-octane offense, um, and especially with D-Hop being out the first six weeks, I think he's going to be a huge target for uh, Kyler Murray, especially early on. Um, I think he's due for a huge uh, positive touchdown um, upturn, uptick. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I actually feel happy about that. But I do think that's my weakest spot, uh, followed by probably – running back death in general um, after Fournette and Williams, I have Singletary Hines, Madison. So not the greatest step, but um, I, I feel a little bit better about running back uh, than tight end. I definitely think uh, my wide receivers are the strongest. I, I think arguably I might have the strongest in the league. Um, Might be a little biased there, but I feel really good about my wide receivers. So uh, MJ, what about you? Oh man. You guys are being so generous. Oh, well, so modest with your your bees. Listen, <laughs> um, yeah. Let me start rattling off my team. Okay. Of course, to start out with what I've been mocking. Okay, uh, Dalvin the man cook. Um, I was hoping for Eckler, of course, but Dalvin Cook is. I was convinced I needed to take it back here. And it worked out because I got CD next as my wide receiver one, followed by AJ Brown. Boom. Oh, man. Which I, in turn, had to reach a little bit for AJ Dillon, but I, I think he's got a tremendous, uh, tremendous ceiling this year, uh, which led me to Lamar Jackson. And I saw that I could easily stack him with Rashad Bateman, who I think is going to have a wonderful breakout year this year, followed by my breakout candidate jerry judy oh man what a pick and tony pollard as my backup running back um followed by dallas goddard tyler lockett kenneth walker walker third for some depth um my man george pickens who i've been on for so long uh indianapolis d backup justin fields with kicker greg joseph so I thought about my grade for a while, but I listen. I'm going to give myself an A minus. I think. Whoa. I think. I think if I would have. No, I, I think the I think Tony Pollard as a backup running back is perfect, um, and I really think that Kenneth Walker III is going to be a supply a surprise sleeper for, um, well, at least Stephen and Scott. And and you drafted fifth overall, so you were oh yes behind me. me. I was fifth. You were behind me to start, but every even round you were right in front of me. So we were constantly you know taking each other's picks. I definitely wanted Pollard the round that you took him. I ended up getting Singletary instead, um, which I was fine with. Um, I think for me, your only reach was Dylan. I think you took him a little early. Uh, but if he pops this year, if he's actually the one A to Aaron Jones's one A, as as the Packers coach said, then I think you got him for great value, and and your team could be really good this year. Look, man, I, all I'm saying is, 
I think it was the last couple games where uh, Aaron Jones was out. I mean, A.J. Dillon was popping touchdowns left and right, man. He looks so good by himself. So, I mean, so I, I think he's going to get the. I think he's going to get the volume. So we'll see. We'll see. Have you seen that man's thighs? Yeah. Who hasn't seen those? Quadzilla. Quadzilla. His his nickname. Yeah, the talent's obviously there. I I think I would agree that I think maybe it was a, a tad of a reach, but again, I understand the upside. I just think that I don't. Of course, I got to bring people down to earth. I don't believe in a 1A and 1A because there's only 1A in the alphabet. So I think Jones is going to be the 1A. I think Dylan will be the 1B. But that doesn't mean he can't be fantasy relevant. That doesn't mean he can't be a running back too. So, again, I think the potential is there. I think, like I said, just uh, just maybe a little little high for, for me. But And I think that's okay. pointed out that with Green Bay having, you know, a weaker set of wide receivers this year is a real possibility that they do two running back uh, formations a lot where both of them are on the field at the same time. One lines up in the slot, one lines up as the running back. Now, I mean, I could have totally, I, I could have totally picked, I think my next pick was going to be Mike Williams, which I think would have been a perfect flex. Um, would have just completely like really re- like rounded my team up. Well, but I'm, I'm very confident in Bateman. And I'm happy with the stack that came with it. So it worked out. That was my kind of, kind of my telegraph move for the rest of the draft. And I I just believe those are my guys. So who would you say uh, for each of you? Who's who's the favorite player on your team? Who are you most excited about? Who's you know when you're looking at your lineup, you're like, I think this guy. Because obviously, it sounds like you know we all think we have pretty good, if not great, teams. Who's the guy on your team that you think is going to bring you the championship if you had to isolate one? Oh, I'll go first. Can I, can I pick two? Because I already mentioned Justin Jefferson. No, I think, no, pick one. All right, well, I already said Justin Jefferson. I think he's the highest ceiling of anybody, but uh, Javante <laughs> Williams. I think Javante Williams can be this year's Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Uh, Denver's already come out and said they want him to be the guy. Melvin Gordon's come out and said that they want Javante Williams to be the guy. That offense is going to be much improved with Russell Wilson at the helm. Javante Williams all day. I think it was a still in the third. Uh, I was so happy to get him then. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely got a lot of potential. I I would not go as far as comparing him to Jonathan Taylor just because Jonathan Taylor didn't have a you know in place running back two in the system with him. But uh, I, again, I agree that the Broncos want Javante to to take off. And like you said, Gordon himself says that they want Williams to be the guy. So I think uh, he's got a huge upside. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going next, Steve, if you don't mind. Um, AJ Brown, he's just been so targeted this entire training camp by a wide margin. I mean, we're talking like 24 targets. Uh, I think was one of the days there's 24 targets compared to like six five four now devonta smith who i think is an amazing player too was injured but he's i think he's got a chance to build immense rapport with with jalen hurts and i think fireworks are going to go off yeah i like i like that pick a lot he's another he's just one of those guys that you look at him he's just such a beast he's you know i think a lot of people group him and dk metcalf oh yeah same uh same area and 
yeah, he's just got the size, he's got the length, and he's got, I think, such a great rapport with Jalen Hurts. And yeah, I think I think he could have an amazing year. And I think he was he was a great pick where you got him. Uh, so I think now we need to give each other draft grades. Um, <laughs> what we think of the other two. Uh, I guess I can go ahead and go first. So M Day, you gave yourself an A minus. Uh, I I yeah. think I would I would give you a B minus. Um, oh, thanks. I think it's fair. Uh, like I said, I, I think you just reached a little on Dylan. Um, other than that, I, I really don't have too many complaints about your team. I'm I'm not high on Lockett this year because I'm not high on Seattle in general, and and the fact that you got both Lockett and Ken Walker. That's a lot of players in an offense that I don't think there's going to be a lot of fantasy relevance from. But um, I think I think B-. it's I think it's okay with Geno. Yeah. Drew Locke didn't get the job, and I think Gino can at least to get the ball to the receivers. So they're they're also going to be four out of four in that division, though. They're going to be constantly playing from behind. So I mean, maybe Lockett, you know, gets some trash points, you know, late in games. Sure, um, but yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, Steven, you you gave yourself what a B plus. Mm-hmm. I I wrote you down as an A minus. Um, so I I guess ranking our three teams in order, I think I have. Steven, me, MJ, but it's all really close. I think within an A minus to a B minus between the three of us. Uh, for me, what I liked a lot about Steven's team, um, obviously on the turn, he was able to take running back, running back. Uh, and he took two pretty sure bets at running back with Harrison Mixon. I liked that a lot. Um, I didn't like his Montgomery pick, but Montgomery's his third best running back, and this is this is flex, and he has options to switch out. Um, I also didn't like that you drafted – uh, a defense in the ninth round because I'm <laughs> against that. Uh, I am that's definitely your biggest reach. Um, yeah, that's. I, it, if it wasn't for you taking a defense in round nine, a kicker in round fourteen, which is the second to last round, not as bad. Uh, it, it might be an A for me, but I think you reached on those. Uh, hope it works out for you. Buffalo was a uh, great defense last year. I appreciate appreciate that. I guess I'll go next. I'm I'm looking looking at both of your teams still trying to decide and I feel like I'm landing in similar spots on both. I think I think I'm probably gonna land on a B for both of you guys. Um just to kind of cross-reference both of you at the same time. You each got dual-threat quarterback, MJ with Lamar Jackson, Scott with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Both got strong receivers, MJ, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Scott, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin. So I think that is a solid core. And then I think I'm not as high on Leonard Fournette. I think – Javante Williams has a chance, again, we've talked about it, to pop off. So I like the upside there. I think Fournette has a decent floor. So still think it's a solid running back running back core. Again, we talked about A.J. Dillon, but MJ got Dalvin Cook in the first round, who I think has as much, you know, running back one opportunity as anyone else. So, again, don't think that there's anything uh, anything too out of question there. The, the big differentiator for me – which again is not necessarily true for everyone else, but tight end. Um, MJ's got Dallas Goddard as his tight end. 
Scott got Zach Ertz. Obviously, you guys both waited on the tight end position and pushed it till later. And, you know, you, you took advantage of that by getting really strong quarterbacks in the Mark Jackson and Jalen Hurts. So you're going to have that rushing upside for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, I think just looking at the teams in the league, I think, again, tight end can be a differentiator, which is, I think, why I, you know, in all my drafts, Darren Waller is, is the worst tight end of the three that I have in my leagues, um, my redraft leagues at least. So I just, like I said, I, I having that positional advantage is important to me. So I think that that makes a difference. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the rest of your teams, I mean, again, I think across the league, decent depth is is what I would say. You know, MJ's got a lot of wide receiver upside and Rashad Bateman, Jerry Judy, and a little bit deeper, George Pickens. And Scott, on the other hand, he's got Gabe Davis, Chris Godwin, who could easily be a wide receiver too, if not one. And then I'm pretty big on Devin Singletary, who could play in the, the flex position. So I think you guys both have really good teams. Um, again, I think the differentiator for me is tight end, which, again, if all things are equal, I think that could make a difference week to week. So, yeah. MJ, what you got? Uh, big old Fs. Nah. JK. Um, <laughs> I love both your teams, actually. Um, you know, I think one of the the biggest things is, you know, we did so many mocks. Everybody who's listening to this, we did so many mocks, of course. We practiced so much. Cause so I, many. Yes. I mean, we love, we love mocks. We love drafting. I think we all love fantasy. And, I mean, in a way, all three of us had our plans derailed more than one or twice, three times, right? So I absolutely. Um, so I, I really love how we, even though we didn't necessarily get some of our guys, we were able to pivot and all get respectable teams, right? So I think I'll start off with Stevens. I love, I love the double running back. That's what I was hoping to go, but Najee, who I think is going to be a part of a, a better offense than we than everyone thinks. I think Pittsburgh's going to be great. Mixon's behind a better line awesome two picks followed by mike evans who's i think is still going to lead the team in touchdowns uh keenan allen 40 plus touchdowns on the offense they got to go to people i mean followed by waller who like yeah i agree he's one of those last premier ish or nearly tight ends all right great um with montgomery's a flex but kyler's your starting quarterback met makes up a bit for it um and i think a great solid flyers in your bench too you know Rashad Penny even though I have Walker I mean he looked great in the last couple weeks Traylon Burks I did not expect from you um wow <laughs> and, and from what I can tell Daryl Henderson is a steal at that pick 111 right there um <laughs> so I mean just being unbiased I would actually I mean I'm always pretty generous right but you are I, you are I like to give everybody A's. I would, because of the depth, uh, the potential upside, and the great steals, I would give you A minus. Okay. I would give you A minus just because I'm very loving. All right. So we'll go into Scott, JJ. Jeez. And it, honestly, after, after, which I knew you were going to take him, but I was like, I was already over cup. I said, I'd, I'll get some wide receiver depth in the middle there. So awesome. He's going to be the, best wide receiver this year leonard fournette who yeah you're down on him steven but 
I mean, Tom Brady trusts his, his RBs and Leonard Fournette's yeah. his guy. Javante going to have a great, great year. Solid RB, uh, wide receiver one to Terry, scary Terry, best quarterback of his life so far. Um, Jalen Waddle, rookie records, Gabe Davis, who I think is going to be popping off this year. Jalen, who I think is going to have an amazing year as well. Um, good depth in Singletary. Godwin, who's going to come back, have a solid second part of the year, push you through the playoffs. Uh, Naeem Hines, like we've discussed earlier, is going to have a big year. Madison, who's who knows? I mean, he's going <laughs> to he might be a starting running back a couple weeks. So, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, of course, I can't forget to mention him. Um, I love your team, Scott. I'll give you an A. Nice. I will, give you, an a. I will give you an A just because I think I think that late push with Godwin. You have three solid. I, I mean, if now that's all dependent if Waddle gets healthy. I hope you know. I, you know, I don't want anyone to be injured, but like you just look at that that wide receiver core and the running back core. They could be fireworks, right? But, yeah, and I, honestly, if I can move, you know, one of those running backs, one of those wide receivers for a better tight end, I, I might do it. But yeah. yeah, I think I will actually. I teeter on like a minus a. A minus A, because I think I agree with Scott. Uh, I mean, I agree with Steven that tight ends make a difference. So you guys are low on Zach Ertz, though. You don't believe that the a, a full year in the system because he came over halfway through the year last year to Arizona. He didn't get a full, you know, preseason and you know had to build some time with his teammates and to learn the playbook. Well, he still did well. I'm, I'm right he did do well. now. Now he has a full year in the system, uh, and D Hop is out for six games. Like I, I think. Ertz, when I got him, picked 97 overall, round 10. Uh, it's great value there. No, I agree. The value is great. Now, my thing is, it's just like Godwin. You know, he's going he's, he's gonna to be sitting out a couple games, and then he's going to be 100% by the time the playoffs, knock on wood, the playoffs come along. Zach Ertz, like, what's going to happen once... Um, uh, oh, my goodness. DeAndre Hopkins. Thank you. Once Hopkins comes back, right? I mean, Hopkins is just... Honestly, it was one of the reasons why Kyler propelled himself you know so many wide receiver one reeks like he was i think through week seven last year he was uh the quarterback one um so i mean that's that's my only i think it's a, like, i mean it's, I, I think the there might be a, a solid floor there but i think the ceiling is also pretty low you know he's 31 years old i agree he's got some experience and chemistry with Kyler Murray at this point, but he's he's finished top what three before top two, like so like he's a proven and like he's done it. Yes, been there absolutely. But I, like, look, I mean, I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna carry you tremendously well through the first half of the year. My thing is like, I mean, they're planning on getting Rondale Moore getting more touches. I mean, Marquise right. Goodwin. I mean, then. It's just like the second half of the year, you know, when they throw Hopkins back in too. Those are three, I think, great pass catchers in their own right. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, it's just more mouse to feed is all. Yeah. I think he's I, a great pick. I think uh, tight ends in general, I think there's definitely a top supreme tier of two with Kelsey and Andrews. And that's because Correct. I think they're both, they're both tight ends, but I think they're both the wide receiver ones on their team, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're going to be the guys that, uh, get the most targets from their quarterbacks. They're going to have the best 
fantasy output of any pass catcher in those offenses. And then I think, you know, there's the second tier of Pitts, uh, Kittle, and Waller. Uh, and then after that, I think you can go anywhere from Schultz, Goddard, Ertz, uh, Hawkinson. I think they're all relatively, like, any of them can have a really good week, a really bad week. It all depends on, I think, matchups and who else is playing. Absolutely, yeah. But I think, man, I, I think we, all three of us were able to get our guys, at least a bit of our guys, so really satisfied with our teams. So we want to talk about where each of us needed to maybe pivot or like someone got taken that we were really hoping for and we actually had to use that minute and a half to be like, all right, what am I doing now? Okay, yeah. Let's. Uh, I guess let's start with the first person. You want to do this first person who had to pivot? I guess, Steven, you're the first person who was shocked I got cooked. Were you really shocked? Or I guess I wasn't that shocked. You know, I... I did expect you to go with a receiver and maybe part of me was hoping that cook would drop all the way to 10, which is probably silly, but, but no, all in all uh, was not, was not that shocked. It was, was a great pick. Well, how about uh, uh, digs at eight? That I was more shocked about. Yeah. So I, so going in my, my plan was, you know, a top five to 10 running back top five wide receiver. So I was expecting a Diggs, Harris, Diggs, Mixon, maybe a Diggs, Harry type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, Diggs went eight, Chase went nine. And so, you know, I got to the point where I feel like Stefan Diggs is kind of in a tier of his own. I think you got those top three, Jefferson Cup, Chase, Diggs is kind of in a tiny little tier by himself and then Devonte adams kind of in a tier right below him and again i could have done that i think Devonte is going to have a great season he's got amazing chemistry with Derek carr i think they're going to spread the ball around so i think he's going to have a good season but again what i've just what i've seen in these drafts is that the running back position gets so shallow so quickly and I really just wanted to have that security and not have to worry about that position as much Absolutely. as the season goes on. So, so yeah, so that's why I went with, I guess, what I thought were the best two available. I will say I had a lot of hesitation with, with Mixon. I, I've been so high on Kamara over the past couple of weeks, and I really wanted him. I did get him in another league, and... For whatever reason, like I said, I just I, I went with Mixon. He's in the better offense. Like you said, he's got a better offensive line. So I, I think his his uh his upside is is as great as ever. So I'm definitely not upset about it. But yeah, definitely not was was not expecting those two guys by any means. And I know right. for you guys, you know, I think y'all were in the middle of the second round. I don't don't think you know, I think you guys we're targeting. I think Scott got his guy in Leonard Fournette. Um, well, I guess actually, no, I take that back. Yeah, yes and no. So I had been targeting Fournette a lot. Um, based on Yahoo X ranks and ADPs, he, he's unfortunately going in the second round, which when I had to get him, and I was fortunate to get Williams in the third. But uh, like you mentioned with Kamara, with the suspension seeming like it's not going to happen until next year, he jumped up on my boards as well. And I was really hoping Kamara would fall to me in the second and 
Jefferson Camaro was kind of a dream start for me, and he ended up going two spots before. So right before MJ picked, actually, Camaro uh, got taken. And then I was a little worried because I knew MJ was really wanting to go running back, running back. Um, and so I, I was worried he might take Fournette there. <sighs> yeah, MJ, yeah, I guess, yeah. One, would you have taken Camara if he came to you? And, and two, what was was there any consideration that you would take Fournette over Lamb? I know you've been really, really big on Lamb in a lot of our mock drafts. I I have been absolutely huge on Lamb, and I and I said multiple times Lamb will always fall to me, but I'm not sure if I want him. He always fell to me in the mocks, man. Crazy. He did. But if, gosh, I my plans were completely derailed. I can I couldn't I honestly couldn't believe this. Barkley and Swift went there. I mean, Swift maybe a little bit, but like I was expecting completely different things from from both players like drafting there so it sounds like mitchell made two moves that kind of rattled everybody there at the very beginning with getting Diggs super early and then getting barkley a little early both of those based on adp were quote-unquote stretches i cannot believe he passed on jamar but stefan's gonna pop off too whenever but charles so charlie got the old running back running back start which i wanted and but that's okay i mean i i still feel like i would have hated taking kamara from scott but (laughs) but listen i mean if he fell to me i I feel like i had to pick him i would have had to and because scott scott i told scott before and you know i told him exactly who i wanted it was (laughs) it was barkley swift please swift and geez i just missed out but I just felt like there's so much. If I got that second running back, I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have reached for Dylan. I would have. I don't know. I'm still happy with my team. Yeah. I'm still positive about it because I have a, a, I think a solid wide receiver core. But, oh gosh, man, it just threw me for a loop. And then Edmonds was like, what, two rounds early? Yep. There like, were a couple and- of reaches there. And he's he's been part of my draft like like the whole time, and so that completely derailed me. I, I did get flustered. I'm not even gonna lie. It, this, this is the one draft I've been in that has completely like flabbergasted me at some point. So, so that's why you know even as much as we mocked, which I think we talked about it in our first episode, but just always be prepared. Always have a backup plan, and just know that you know mock drafts are practice but they they can't estimate what your league is going to do so always always be able to mm-hmm. pivot yep gotta pivot uh so now i guess we'll each kind of talk about uh which team is our favorite of the 10 in the league uh which is our least and i kind of want to throw a third thing out there that i didn't mention earlier um the most interesting uh draft strategy or like team that mm-hmm. made some really interesting moves and I, I have a really good one for that um, I can start off with that if you guys want oh yeah go ahead go so ahead, I, I'm just looking at these teams and this, so this is the most interesting draft strategy for me and I, I think it's going to ultimately work out for him but Charlie essentially went zero wide receiver his first wide receiver wasn't taken until round six but this is who he got before that so he, 
as MJ mentioned, he went running back, running back with Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, and then he went tight end in round three with Mark Andrews. And then quarterback in round four, first quarterback off the board with Josh Allen, and then filling out his flex spot with rookie Brees Hall. Um, I, I find it really interesting. I think he definitely has the weakest wide receivers in the league, but yeah. he's got a huge advantage every week at tight end, quarterback, and arguably running back too. Yeah, yeah those, that, those insane. I think those top four, if you're just to, to compare those first four against everyone else's top four, that those are definitely the sexiest. Yeah, I think um, – you know, apart from me, I don't know if anyone else is going to be able to match up with him with those two running backs, but I, I think I would still take Henry Swift over Harrison Mixon. But, uh, but yeah, obviously Josh Allen, best in the league, and then Mark Andrews, only Travis Kelsey can match up with him. So, so yeah, no, I, I, I agree definitely, I, I, which, I, which I noticed while he was drafting. I, I was like, he's waiting on receiver, but dang, do those first four look great. I mean, I think he could have gotten Gabe Davis right there for an easy stack, though. I, I, I just, I know I got two Seattle. I know Tyler Lockett was painful <laughs> for me to draft, but he was the best value there. Yeah, I had to take him, and I just, yeah, I'm unsure about the Seattle passing game. I have, I have a little hope, but if DK can just be the athlete he he is, and muster, you know, maybe eight touchdowns for him. I think sub thousand season. That's my guess for him this year. Uh, I mean, he's just going to be carried by that. The bully ball as you know, he double here, a running back best QB yeah. in the league, top two tight end. <laughs> so, so what MJ saying, yeah, DK Metcalf was his first wide receiver that he chose. And that was in round six, pick 54 overall. Uh, over the likes of Rashad Bateman and Gabe Davis, who MJ and I got uh, two and three picks after him. Um, I think of those three, I mean, I'm happy that Gabe Davis fell to me. I'm really high on him. Uh, uh, year three wide receiver, which talked about many times. I think he's going to break out huge um, in Buffalo. Yeah, and that was your that was your wide receiver. That was your flex, right? Yeah, that was that your third was my That was my fourth wide receiver. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Justin Jefferson, McLaurin, Waddle, Gabe Davis. Yeah, I went hard on wide receivers and got two running backs early. It was my first six. Jeez. Okay. Um, So I guess, uh, yeah, do you guys have any other, like, interesting teams or interesting strategies that you want to talk about before we talk about, like, favorite team and least favorite team? Hmm. Let me see. I think the the big the biggest uh, I guess first time I was like oh wow was that a reach was when Lance took Damian Pierce in the sixth round again I don't I wasn't I wasn't completely shocked but it was the first kind of I think eye raising just because you know yes he's likely the starter on the Texans but it is the Texans and and they're playing against second second to third string defenses right like, yeah yeah this is uh, preseason <laughs> i would say it's definitely more than likely he is the starter now so i know yes. we skipped a news segment today but uh today was the 53 man roster cut day and 
the Texans cut Marlon Mack, who was arguably the other guy competing for the starting job with David Pierce. So David Pierce is the starting running back. And I agree. I think it was definitely a reach last night before that news broke. Um, I think he got him maybe slightly ahead of value now, but I, I don't hate that pick, especially looking at it now. And, and I get that it's the Texans, but it's still a running back one in round six. And I, I think there's worse offenses out there than the Texans. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Go ahead. I wasn't mad about it, but yeah, again, like I said, I think just a little little of reach for my liking. I mean, he was going, what, round like 10, 9? I mean, just a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, so I mean, round it's crazy. Is pretty huge, right? Yeah. Pick 55 overall. Hmm. Uh, for me, I think the first reach was Ezekiel Elliott at 21 overall, round 3. Uh, or, uh, Sam, who drafted number 1, Jonathan Taylor, then went Tyreek Hill, Zeke on the 2-3 turn. Um, I think Zeke oh. was after a full round early there. Uh, yeah, that's that's a head scratcher. I mean, if he would have gone Debo Kelsey, I think that would have completely changed his team. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I, I don't hate the Tyreek pick, but I think he should have gone Tyreek Debo or Tyreek Kelsey for sure. Mm. Because uh, Debo and Kelsey went 22 and 23 immediately after him. Whew. All right. You guys want to talk about favorite team, least favorite team? Yeah, let's do it. All right. MJ, why don't you go first with your favorite team? Jeez. Okay. My favorite. I think my favorite team. Okay. Who was 2019? Was a fun year? That is Will. Will. I. If Ramondre pops off, because that's these were my picks, okay? These were some of my guys. I I think he's got my favorite team. I think ETN's going to have a great year. Both those starting wide receivers have the chance to be, I mean, not have the chance. They are going to be leading their team. They're going to be their alphas. Um, Herbert's going to be popping off. I mean, he needs one more, oh gosh, great depth. Um, Thielen, who's we've talked about, super sleeper, underappreciated. Um, yeah, he's definitely got my favorite team. And then ended it with uh, MVS, who I think is going to have a bigger year because Juju's been dealing with this knee problem for a couple weeks now, um, having it drained after every practice. So uh, what a steal, too, at the end. Yeah, so Will drafted ninth overall out of 10. Uh, and Jamar Chase fell to him. He was the only team to go wide receiver, wide receiver off the bat with Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams. Um, I definitely think he's got good wide receivers, uh, probably the best like top two. Uh, I, I biasly say that I have better overall wide receivers than him. Um, I don't like his running back core at all. Like, we talked I think about, he definitely reached. Okay. He, I mean, he yeah. reached for Travis Etienne. He, so like, we, and we, but. we blew up Travis Etienne in episode one. Uh, I think he's my breakout running back of the year. I still believe that, but he got him at uh, pick 29 round three. Um, I think that was uh, at least a half a round too early. Um, and that's his running back one, which we talked about, you know, 
not feeling comfortable coming out of draft with him being our running back one. You know, if he was mm-hmm. a running back to our flex, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, he did get pits in four, so he's got, you know, he's in that elite tier of tight ends, at probably that second tier. Um, and he got Herbert in round five, so he's got, you know, one of the top four quarterbacks. Uh, but then he's, Josh Jacobs is his running back two, and uh, Josh Jacobs is one of my do-not-draft guys this year. He's, he's one of those guys that doesn't care about fantasy football. Um, you know, he – couple years ago he had that tweet where he jokingly said he was out and ended up playing and like half the people didn't play him and i i just don't even want to touch players like that um i think that's probably one of my biggest reasons why i I don't like his team he's not my least favorite team but i would not say will is my favorite team steven i just made a last minute decision i i honestly think the league is pretty even which i think is obviously great for competition but I'm going to go with possibly a surprise pick in Pimpin' 8 Breezy, which is Mitchell's team. Uh, he's got Saquon Barkley, James Conner as the starting running backs with J.K. Dobbins, Cordero Patterson as the backups. You know, those are four running backs, starters on their teams. Uh, obviously, Dobbins is injured. He's got a ton of upside. There's no one competing with him for that starting role once he gets healthy. Uh, he's got his wide receivers, I think, are arguably just as good as anyone's in the league. He's got Stefan Diggs, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Hunter Revfro, and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that's serious depth. And again, those guys on his bench could easily be starters on, on a lot of teams. And uh, yeah, finishing out George Kittle at tight end. So high floor there. Honestly, the, the, the my least favorite part of his team is is Matt Stafford as his quarterback, but which I know I, I hated on him in, in an earlier episode, but he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's still got it in him. Yeah, he's got a little bit of injury concerns, but I think that there's still a pretty solid floor there. So I definitely don't hate it. Um, but yeah, so I'll uh, I'll take I'll take Mitchell's team. And Mitchell was the last team to get a quarterback, uh, and he went with Stafford there. So don't be scared to wait. You too can have a old, stable quarterback. <laughs> cool. So I, uh, MJ, any comments on Mitchell's team there? No, I, I, I like Mitchell's team as well. Um, you know, I, I just think, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm all about the high flyers, flashy. man. High right, ceiling. Right. I, right. There's nothing flashy about Mitchell's team. I think if all of his players play to their uh, expected or their uh, expected estimations. Score, I think yeah. he's a playoff team for sure. Um, it's probably yeah. why I chose him because you guys know how I love a uh, you, you love a solid floor. I love a high floor. Uh, yeah, look at look at that. No, there's no I'm rookie still, at all on his team. Yeah, I'm still a little worried about uh, Barkley, and I I still think he reached on both Diggs and Barkley as first two picks. I think he had better options there. Um, I think he he could have taken. Uh, Jamar Chase and DeAndre Swift would have been yes. My, oh my gosh, my agreed, agreed. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, there there are reaches there. I think uh, Dobbins probably the best value on his team. Dobbins just fell because you know people were worried about him missing some time at the beginning of the season, which is understandable. And so he got great value out of Dobbins in round seven when he had been going in uh, probably round five while we were mocking most of the time. Um, Cool. So I'll, I'll move into my favorite team, and 
we've already kind of talked about it a little because Stevens is my favorite team. Um, I think he got the turn and he did everything he could possibly do with it. Um, already talked about how he drafted his defense way too early and probably had better options there uh, in, in round nine. But um, yeah, his running back, running back start with Harris Mixon, followed up by wider shear, wider shear, Evans, Allen, and Waller. Uh, and then Murray is his quarterback. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say Steven is set up for success once again. Give my guy Montgomery some love. I know you guys both both just are hating on my my, my poor guy David, but he's gonna go up go up against Goliath and uh, improve the world wrong. I mean, MJ's a Bears fan. He's been following their training camp. So, listen, the only the the one thing that will save Montgomery or has always saved Montgomery is the volume. It's it's just the volume, the sheer volume. Why are they move? Why are they? working him in and punts you know like i mean you want to save your guys you know stamina right throughout the i don't know sure sure i love my bears and i think i have <laughs> they're looking pretty good i just think they're gonna justin fields played so well out of the play action and rolling out that they have to they have to establish a run i mean they just have to right so i mean he's going to be used i just I don't know how effective you'll be behind a, a really bad offensive line, but would you uh, proved me wrong? Would you give him low floor, high ceiling, or do you think it's low floor, low ceiling? Do you think uh, he has I, I top ten potential? No, I, I'll give him a I'll give him a high floor just because of the sheer work volume. Which I think that's what you want in a flex position, right? Well. I don't know. I guess it could go either way. Some people would rather have the, the upside there with a yeah. receiver that can pop, pop, pop off. But uh, I guess I'm uh, maybe in the minority where I like uh, I like some some confidence and kind of knowing I'm going to get week to week. Well, and I guess who knows? Who knows? You know. I my really... question for both you guys: uh, No worry or threat at all from Khalil Herbert. No, I'm. I think based off of the the latest preseason Montgomery dominated first team reps with his uh, reps isn't the word, but he dominated the first team snaps. And yeah, like I said, I think that there was some concern that there would be a committee split, but it seems like they want Montgomery to be the guy. And I, uh, yeah, don't have much concerns there with Herbert. Herbert did like I, I forgot what he injured uh, one of the preseason games, but they've been resting him. But that's uh, one of those things. It's it's a new new regime, and they don't have ties to anybody, so they could they really they actually could just run Montgomery to the ground, <laughs> which yeah. which has done to been done to many uh, great running backs the past decade, but. Um, We'll just have to see. I'm I'm excited for the Bears. So, all right. Uh, so I think let's move into our least favorite team. Hmm. Anybody want to kick this one off? Oh, let me see. I'm gonna be honest. I really don't. I don't have one that sticks out for me. Like I said, I think all in all, it's pretty even across the board. Uh, who was 
who was underachievers again? Sam. Sam. I just. Uh, Fitting name if that's your choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, I mean, you, you go, Scott. You go, Scott. Yeah. Uh, MJ hit the nail on the head. Uh, underachievers, which is Sam, is who I was going to say too. He had the 1.01 and got Jonathan Taylor, which is absolutely the correct pick. And then I think from that point on, he either made the wrong pick or reached. Uh, he took Tyreek Hill number two. I think uh, I would have probably taken Debo Samuel there. Um, and then with number three, like I said, he really reached on Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and I think he could have taken Travis Kelsey um, as, as his tight end there. Uh, took Allen Robinson in round four. Um, I think that was a reach. Pat Mahomes round five. A little bit better value, but uh, let's see. MJ got Lamar Jackson four picks after him, and I, I think I had Lamar Jackson right at or even maybe slightly higher than Pat Mahomes. So, um, I, I mean, I don't hate it, but don't love it at all. He took Hawkinson <laughs> around six. He took Edmonds in around seven, which I think was a full round too early. Elijah Moore around eight, uh, Russell Wilson around nine. So already taking his second quarterback in round nine. So two of his first nine picks were quarterbacks. Um, Melvin Gordon round ten. So a backup, uh, second string running back. Robert Woods, Baltimore's D. Daniel Carlson. So kicker. So defense and kicker rounds twelve and thirteen. Sky Moore, which I think was actually one of his better picks in the draft, a nice late round flyer in Sky Moore. Jeez. Uh, also a little biased because he's on my dynasty league. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you, Steve. Uh, and then rounded it out with Kenneth w- uh, Gainwell in round fifteen. Um, all in all, I think his team was full of reaches. Uh, and if it wasn't for Jonathan Taylor, um, I think he would be in really big trouble. Actually. I definitely agree with, with the reaching. Again, I think for me, it's like I still look at his team and I I feel like there's a lot of just solid players there. You know, again, I think people are low on Zeke, scared that Pollard's going to have a much bigger role, which may be true, but it may be a different role. I, I think, you know, assuming Zeke is back to full health, I think he can not necessarily get back to – his, uh, his rookie or second year, but I think he can, can get back to much better form. And I think he has all the potential to be top 15 running back easily. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, especially if Waddle's injured, you know, yes, he doesn't have Pat Mahomes throwing to him, but he's got the most accurate passer in the league. So I do think that uh, um, those of you who are listening, that there was a little bit of sarcasm there as to a, uh, is his quarterback and Tyreek named him the most accurate passer in the league. But I, uh, like I said, I, I still love Tyreek Hill again. I do have him on my dynasty team and paid a treasure trust for him. So maybe mm. a little bias there, but um, Chase Edmonds, you know, they, they dropped, released Sony Michelle this week. And yes, it could be a committee with Rami, Raheem Mostert, but I think they they like Evans a lot. They paid a lot for him, and again, for for that to be my flex, I'm not not unhappy about it. So yeah, I I agree with a lot of the reasons. And again, I think we have even teams across the league. MJ, I mean, 
I just, yeah, I think if he, if he would have just grabbed Kelsey there, man, uh, Kelsey instead of Elliott, that could have been a great stack with Mahomes if that's really what he was going for. I think it could have been just constructed just a tad bit better, and I think he, I mean, then he could have gotten Edmund, Edmonds in the, at the end of the six, right, on the turn, and then that would have flipped him to get potentially who else fell in on that range. I mean, some more depth, Jerry Judy. I mean, I think there's, I I do agree with Steven that the teams are actually relatively balanced. Um, I just have, you know, based upon what, who I think are going to pop, pop off this year, you know, I just have, those names are sticking out to me. So. <sighs> yeah. As far as running backs go, he picked Zeke uh, just before Williams, before Connor. Uh, I think those are two that I would have picked before Zeke. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but then he also picked Zeke before like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey and then a handful of wide receivers that should have gotten before Zeke. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I know. It just hurts. My, it, just, it just hurts. It hurts. But I guess, you know, he just felt pressure to make a play on running back. And, and I can't complain because I did the same thing for Dylan in the fourth. So... So shallow. <laughs> so does that uh, wrap up our draft recap? Anything you guys want to add to that? Or? Nah, man. I'm just. It's it's nice to finally look at all the teams, you know, laid out. It's going to be an interesting year, and I don't know which one of you I'll be seeing in the finals. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm honestly just sad it's over already. Obviously, we got the full season ahead of us, but draft week, draft. Two weeks is like my favorite part of the year. I, it, it's it's so exciting, just the anticipation during the draft, waiting on, am I gonna get? Am I gonna get the player I want? It's it's such a fun time, and especially when you're, you know, we had a little Zoom call with with some of our league, and it's it's just so fun hearing people get excited, hearing people get disappointed, hearing some expletives thrown out. Um, oh yeah, it's a, it's a it's 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 maybe my favorite part of the year apart from, you know, being in the championship. So, so yeah, I definitely uh, hate, hate that my drafts are over for the year, but, but very excited for the season to start. Yeah. And you know, that's why we love home leagues, right? I mean, home leagues to me are the most fun because you really never know what's going to happen. You never know. You really never know. I mean, you could have, you could have been right before Sam gobbling up all the, or after him gobbling up all the value that he left behind and that just flips your team value up it's tenfold you know it's just gosh i love i love draft season all right so uh let's move into our final two segments which are our recurring segments here we've got on the clock uh and i've got a question for both steven and mj uh we'll start with mj first today so uh if you are ready mj get that clock out for me son all right Clock is ready. This is your question. Which starting running back will be the biggest bust this year and why? Wow. Uh, which starting running back? Um, okay, I'm going to go out and say it. I think, I think Damian Pierce, actually, with as much hype as he's getting, is not going to live up to expectations. Um, I'm in a position where I agree completely with Steven. Uh, F. Dem rookies 
you know, the players without experience, I think the line's not one of the worst lines in the league. It's going to fail him. I'm still predicting maybe 600 yards, but not what everyone's drafting him as. Cool. It's right at about time. <sighs> All right, Steven, uh, might give you a little bit longer than 30 seconds on this one. Um, your question, which wide receiver trade this offseason has the greatest impact on fantasy this year and why? And I have to take a few seconds to think about this one. Fantasy relevance. I think I'm going to have to go with Tyreek Hill. I think he is going to open up the offense for his entire team. Not only is he going to make Tua a relevant fantasy quarterback, especially in dynasty leagues, he's going to open up the field for Waddle. He's going to open up the field for the running backs. Give me Tyreek. Let's go. Okay. Either you have comments on the others answer to those questions. I was relieved by MJ's answer. I was I was scared he was going to go after my boy Montgomery again. So I'm uh, I'm happy he chose Pierce for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I I knew one. I knew you were going to say Tyreek. I knew you were going to say Tyreek. But I I think that was tremendous fantasy implications, especially after you know. Um, the uh, rookie year for Waddle, right? I mean, and even in the preseason games against some great corners, I mean, he's been burning people. I mean, yeah. That's what he does, yeah. which he wasn't doing in Kansas City. I mean, they just schemed. They didn't scheme him that way to burn, like go these out go routes uh, towards the end of the year. It's all like all these underneath plays. So I think he's going to have a chance to get these huge chunk plays this year, and I, which in fantasy is huge, right? All these chunk plays, all this yardage. So I'm excited for it. I would probably agree with Steven uh, with Tyreek too, but uh, more so than just the impact it's going to have on the Dolphins and Tua, uh, the impact it's going to have on the Chiefs. Uh, I, I Do I think Mahomes is going to have a worse fantasy year? No, but who are, who's going to get all those vacated targets? Um, you know, I, I think Kelsey is probably going to be a big benefactor, but one of those wide receivers is going to uh, – to show up in fantasy this year it's just a matter of which one's going to be um come on juju which one is it going to be i'm hoping it's sky more but we'll see <laughs> all right oh, okay. uh guys ready to move into mfk let's yeah do it. let's do it scott you going first yeah i'll give you guys so uh just a reminder to all of our listeners out there mfk is mary field kill uh we're gonna throw out three players uh we'll specify the relationship what we're actually looking for there but you have to marry one one that you want to keep on your team uh filled one one that you would fill trades for and kill one that you would uh kill off cut from your team not actually kill uh so for you guys uh this is strictly based on adp and has to do with our draft last night um specifically because i was presented with with these three uh options um we know how I went, but just curious what you guys would have done. So uh, you get a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. In round three, your options are Javante Williams, A.J. Brown, and Mark Andrews. MFK. Are we are we considering your team or just those players independently in a vacuum? Uh, we could do both. Let's. Let, why don't we do my team, and then we can do independently in a vacuum. Who are your first two choices? Justin Jefferson and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that's tough. I 
I I somehow, well, I guess not somehow, I, I avoided the pre-running back dead zone in all of my leagues, and that being the James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, Javante Williams kind of tier, just because those are, which, you know, those are guys that I think have a pretty solid floor, but I don't know what their ceiling is. So, again, I think, I think for me, just just going off of stability and positional advantage, I would marry Mark Andrews, Phil Javante Williams, and unfortunately kill AJ Brown. Although he would crush me like a bug in real life. Okay, so yeah. both for team and for just in general, you have the same order. I think so. Yeah, because I think you you have the receiver and the running back start there. So, I, again, yeah, I think it would be nice to have the tight end. Okay. MJ? Yeah, I, in terms of, like, for your team, I would I, – a tight end is exactly what you need, right? So, uh, of course, Mary. Gosh, I'm just so high on Brown. Okay, I, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you have so many. I, I would – the problem is you have Jalen Hurts, right? So, if you had Jalen, I'd say keep Zach. Uh, I would – I would – Gosh, see, I can't do it with your team. I can't do it with your team because I love, I love Brown and Hurts so much. But I will say in a vacuum, I will keep Brown. I will trade that elite tight end because I'm always fine punting it. And I guess I'd, I'd cut, I'd cut Williams. That's what I'd have to do. So you, yeah, and. And that makes sense because you drafted right after me. And so you still had the options of AJ Brown and Mark Andrews and you went Brown. Yes, I am. High, I'm very high. <laughs> I'm, I'm consistent. You also could have gone cook CD lamb Andrews and had the positional advantage at tight end. I could have gone bully ball, but listen, I wanted, I wanted that extra wide receiver oomph. Uh, yeah, Steven, you want to do your MFK? Yeah, so we got a group of wide receiver twos. Okay. Um, specifically, wide receiver twos in real life, so not fantasy-wise, but the second wide receiver on their respective teams. And specifically in the back half of the season, just for some extra spice, who do you want taking you on your possible playoff run? So we have Mike Williams with the Chargers, T. Higgins with the Bengals, and Chris Godwin with the Bucks. Oh boy. Um, I think I'll, I'll. You mind if I go first here, Scott? Go for it, MJ. Great. Um, I I am convinced, and even though even though the Bucks are having um so many problems with their lines currently i mean like seriously i think they're there's ryan jensen their center went down and then i think their backup center got injured and then multiple other parts of the line have been deteriorating but i still think i still think brady's still going to be roping around and godwin at a hundred percent hitting like being rested the first couple weeks you know he's getting training in but he's not playing games uh, I think they have a better outlook. So I will marry Godwin. Um, I think 
Williams was on the edge of hitting or, you know, finally hitting that elite wide receiver one range. I mean, he was that for the first nine weeks, nine weeks, I believe. And I think he can do it again. I would, I would field trades for him and I would cut Higgins just because, I mean, I think defenses are going to be respecting the pass a lot more for the Bengals this year. And I really think Mixon will have a, a, a much more bigger role in this offense this year. So uh, that's what I'll do. So that's going to be, once again, Mary, my boy Godwin, Field, Williams, and Kill, Higgins. I uh, could not disagree more with MJ. I, I'm completely opposite of what That's okay. So it's funny because for our dynasty league, I actually drafted both T Higgins and Chris Godwin. Um, I'm really, really, really high on T Higgins, uh, third year wide receiver. Um, yeah, he's got Jamar chase in front of him, but that's going to be a high octane offense. I think he's just going to crush it this year and moving forward. Um, so let me marry Higgins. Uh, I would fill trades for Chris Godwin, which, I did and I've done. Um, I think he's going to be great. He's going to recover from the ACL surgery just fine. Uh, I think uh, Mike Evans is probably on the tail end of his peak, and so Godwin's going to become the guy sooner rather than later. Um, but I, I think Higgins, I'd rather have him this year. Uh, maybe Chris Godwin next year once we know that he is healthy from that ACL Um injury and uh i'm I'm gonna kill mike williams and it's simple mike williams is a player that can get you 25 30 points one week and then like four points the next week uh and i i just hate playing with fantasy players like that where you cannot there's not a guaranteed like floor of 10 points every week like with higgins and godwin i put in my lineup i'm pretty safe that they're gonna get 10 points for me that week at a minimum uh, Mike Williams could could throw up a goose on you, uh, and he could also throw up a 30 on you, but you don't know which week that's going to be. Um, and so that's why I would kill Mike Williams. Both, I think both valid arguments. I, I don't necessarily know who I agree with, but I will point out that both of you did not kill Godwin. So just important to bring up the fact that, you know, that kind of shows that he's a huge value where he's going out in drafts here getting someone who is, in your eyes at least, equally as valuable as someone who's going in late third, early fourth round. So, um, you know, like I said, that doesn't necessarily mean reach for Godwin as far as ADP goes, but if if he's a guy that you're high on, don't let him slip past you. Cool. Uh, MJ? Okay, so with all the drama that's been encountering well there's been a lot of drama in the league right and i i've just been going through wide receiver cores uh the the poor part of them last week right with the the low-end green bay packers but this week i'm going with the san francisco bay so my mfk is going to be debo Ayuk, and george kittle mfk uh, who wants to start for me? Yeah, I'll go. And, and we're talking, I guess, based off of ADP. We're just yeah. kind of in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I think I'm going to. 
Mary Debo. Okay. Filled Kittle and kill Ayuk. I think that uh, Debo is like he's he, he's there's a little bit of a question mark there, but you saw what he did last year. I mean, he he was a league winner. He was some people's third wide receiver. Took him to the championship. Um, I believe Josh and our league had Debo on his team, and he won last year. He's he's got the talent. He's got the speed. He's got incentives to play running back. Um, and I think that I think even with Trey Lance throwing him the ball, I think he's got a potential to to pop off and, and where he's going in drafts is not unreasonable by any means. So I think he's a solid value to where he's going. Kittle, you know, I love my tight ends. Um, I guess that could be taken as a double entendre, but I think that he is hmm. <laughs> going to, um, <laughs> I think he's going to have a solid floor as always. Obviously, there's always injury concerns. I had Kittle in multiple leagues last year. He ended up on my bench half the time because he was out, but he's a monster. He's going to be a security blanket for Trey Lance. And again, I'm, I'm fine taking him where he is. Ayuk is, is obviously, again, this is, and this is just my overall team draft strategy. He's the, he's a surprise up in the air, all signs and training camp points, uh, him being a guy, you know, obviously I don't think he's going to overtake Debo as the number one, but um, he's obviously got the talent. He's got the skill. We saw a couple of years ago where down the stretch, I think toward the playoffs, he was, you know, really bringing home some teams. And mm-hmm. I think he has the the chance to to be a great number two. But, but again, I think that there's other players that you can get around the range that Ayuk is going. Um, so, again, I think I'd, I'd rather have the other two. Once again, I uh, completely disagree. All right, um, Scott. All three, baby. So uh, let me start with my kill first this time. Uh, I'm killing old Kittle, boy. Uh, so obviously, in order of draft, like you're going to take Debo first, you're going to take Kittle, you're going to take Ayuk in that order, depending on like, how you're drafting. But based on ADP and then based on everything else about the players, I'm killing Kittle. Steven brought up a good point. The injuries, um, has he stayed healthy an entire season yet? I don't think so. Um, so uh, you can count on at least, you know, probably one to two, up to maybe half a season of games of him not being there. Um, you know, he's going middle rounds where you could take uh, a solid wide receiver or, you know, some running back depth uh, instead or your first quarterback. Um also, I don't think he has a solid floor every week. I think he's very similar to Mike Williams where he can put up a 30-pointer one week and then he can put up two points the next week because he's just blocking all day for Debo Samuel. Um, I, I think George Kittle and Mike Williams are very similar uh, in that aspect where you, you don't know which one you're going to get any given week. Uh, I would fill trades for Debo Samuel. Um I think his ADP is probably about right uh, this year going into the late second round. And yes, he has the incentives to play running back as well. Uh, I think he will start the season as wide receiver one, um, but I don't necessarily think he'll finish that way. Uh, and that's because I, I would marry Brandon Ayuk. I think Ayuk has the rapport with Lance. There's been reports of them training like, off-site on their own together, like 
building a beyond the field uh, bond and friendship. And I think that's going to show up uh, on the gridiron. Um, I get that Ayuk was kind of in the doghouse dog to go into last season and um, he kind of screwed some fancy players over, myself included, because I drafted Ayuk out the gates last year and, and started him. And, and it was it was ugly to begin with. Um, I, it, there was also, you know, a slight injury there at the beginning. Um, but like Steven mentioned, all the reports are saying that Ayuk is, is the player in camp. Um, I think he's due for a breakout and he's another one of my third year wide receivers. I love me some third year wide receivers. Give me, give me Brent Ayuk and where he's going ADP value value pick. Cause he's not going to be one of your starters coming out of the draft, but he could easily be a league winner for you riding your bench and becoming a starter second half of the season for you. Okay. It sounds like we have our first side bet of the night because if I heard correctly, you said that you think that Ebo will not finish as the number one receiver on his team. Are you willing to make a bet that IU finishes with, I'll give you any statistical category, whether it be fantasy points, targets, receptions, let's, uh, let's put a bet on it. I won't do fantasy points because I think you're right with the running back uh, ability there. I, I think they're going to use him in the backfield some. Um, maybe total receiving yards. I think Ayuk will finish the season with more receiving yards than Debo Samuel. I'll take it. All right. Side bet number three. Side bet number three, baby. That's a good one, too. Entered. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for stopping by episode three. If you get a chance, give us a rating, thumbs up, and continue supporting us any way you can. Anyways, that's uh, What's Your Fantasy Podcast, football podcast. Uh, I'm MJ, of course, with Scott and Steven Sideband. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks so much, guys. See you.